Wait a minute, I hear something. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, seasonal episode, of Dr. Movie. And let me be the first to say, season's beatings. Uh, pulling out another uh, Christmas classic. <laughs> Not your average, everyday Christmas movie that you share with the family. But uh, uh, possibly the most controversial Christmas movie. Uh, I mean, Black Christmas is, you know, pretty controversial for the time, but I think because of when this came out, you're on the cusp of all the uh, uh, censoring hoopla that happened in the 80s because of the PMRC. Um, you're censoring the music and stuff, and I think parents are starting to uh, worry about the stuff that uh, my generation was getting into, which, you know, that's fair. I get it. But, uh, I mean, you can pull up videos of people, you know, protesting this movie when it came out, Silent Night, Deadly Night, in 1984, because, you know, you're making Santa Claus go around killing people. What's that going to do to little kids, right? Well, just like everything we talk about, it's one thing to, I mean, if you if you do an overview and say, yeah, that's what's happening, that's one thing. But when you actually see the movie and see what's happening, you know, it's not as big of an issue as we made it out to be, because he's not really Santa Claus. Because we know the real Santa Claus would never kill a bunch of people, right? Right? Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, man, this this thing, I mean, I remember. I remember uh, seeing news reports and parents picketing and, you know, people made this movie art to be in jail. And, I mean, it was, it was a big deal. Did it deserve all that? Well, it made the movie popular. You can give it that, right? Because bad publicity is good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity because if nobody's talking about you, good or bad... They're not talking about you. So, take that for what it is. 1984, it's called a horror-slash-crime movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it a crime movie? I mean, there's a lot of crime going on. But, to the extreme, I mean, this is, you're not going to see Dirty Harry pop up in, in this movie, right? You know, it's, it's not that, right? So, anywho... Let's uh, let's do a little review on it here. We got to charge Charles Sellier, Sellier, however you want to say it. Uh, directed this. Who is known for? Is he known for anything else? Hold on, I messed up my screen here. Uh, well, yeah, he is. He's known for Grizzly Adams. Uh, he did the remake. That's interesting. I didn't know he did the remake. Why would he want to do the remake? That's a different question for another show. He did the Boogans. Uh, 
Hangar 18. I mean, okay. Dude's a little more legit than I thought he was. Uh, see, folks, this is this is how I do my research. I do it live and in front of you. So I, I reveal behind the curtain that I really don't know as much about these movies as you think I do. Um, you know, I kind of have to look and see. Because, you know, that's what Google's for, right? That's right. Let's do a, a, a pint-sized seasonal uh, synopsis here. An orphan raised by nuns uh, grows up to be a killer toy store Santa Claus. Well, that's as cut and dry as you can get it. I mean, that's pretty nuts. That, that's all we got there. So, yeah. So, why do we watch this movie? Well, it's violent and terrifying. They don't give it two words. Usually it's three. We got a two-word, a twofer this time, right? Let's see. Silent Night, Deadland is fun, sleazy horror film that doesn't take itself too seriously and is a blast to watch. That's right where it sits with me. It knows what it is. And uh, it lives there, man. I kind of like it. Uh, it's certainly solid and entertaining and well worth your time to be sure. In short, you'll get a kick out of it. Or a hatchet to the face. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is cheesy and sleazy. Now, there's you a name for a podcast. Cheesy and sleazy. I'll have to work on that. But still surprise, uh, supremely terrifying because of its unique, unique texture. Um, I don't know if its unique texture makes it terrifying but I do like the idea it's the same thing that worked for uh, falling down right where uh, Michael Douglas loses it he just you know he got triggered folks and that's kind of what happens here but it's like multiple triggers being pulled at the same time it got a 5.8 out of 10 eh, yeah I can dig that Let's see here. Let's. Uh, there's really nobody to talk about in the cast uh, that's that's really gone on to do anything else. I may be wrong there, but I, I just feel like well, you got Linnea Quigley in this, which you know, boobs. I mean, that's that's kind of her trademark. I mean, there you go. That's that's why she gets hired, and her gleaming personality. She is very nice. I've met her a few times, and yeah, super nice. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Anywho, uh, let's talk about this one. Um, I love I love the setup. I really, really do. I love the fact that it starts off with the two kids, with the parents riding down the road. The son's asking about Santa Claus. They're going to visit uh, the grandfather who's in a retirement home I guess and they go to see him and he's pretty much comatose he's just sitting in the chair and looking and when the parents leave he grabs the little boy and starts telling him about how scary Santa Claus is and he punishes you know he rewards the good kids but he punishes the bad ones which scares him to death because now he's going well, wait a minute I mean I'm just a normal kid I haven't been good all the time so now the kid doesn't want Santa Claus to come and uh, what a scene. And then it just leads into this guy that's dressed like Santa Claus that's robbing a store, gets in his car, 
stops on the side of the road, happens to stop this family on their way back to wherever they're going home, I guess, or wherever they're traveling to. Kills both the parents, and the the little boy sees it all, and his little brother's in, in a you know a car seat, who's even a younger kid. It's just a baby, right? Um, which is kind of weird when you watch this movie, because the age difference between when they're kids and the age difference when they're towards the end of the movie. In other words, in 1971, they're at this age, and then in 84, it looks like a big drastic difference in the ages of the kids. Just saying. Just one of those things I kind of went, I don't know. I mean, if anything, the other kid's only, you know, five, six years older than the little brother. I don't know. Maybe eight. But when you get later on in the movie, and this guy's obviously in his 20s, and the other kid's like, I don't know, 10? I don't know. Something weird happened there. Anywho, it's a movie. Who cares? But uh, I, I love, I mean, this, and it's, the movie's brutal. For the time that it came out and being an independent film, you know, the effects are what the effects are. Some of them come off really good. Like when the guy got shot behind the 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 counter there at the the convenience store by the Santa Claus looks really good it looks like Dawn of the Dead quality it's pretty dang good some of them you can tell it's just kind of a you know uh, a blood tube on the side of a knife blade that way when they drag the knife it causes a blood track you know it, it's okay some of the effects are really good for again for where this movie sits uh, and then some of them you just kind of go, eh, but you're still okay with it because it works. Uh, the storytelling, as crazy as it is, it works. And uh, I think this movie kind of gets a bad rip because of all the ones that follow because they are, uh, there are other sequels. I mean, you know, you know how that goes. Not even in the same league. And, uh, that's it's a shame, but and I think the idea of hey, this is one of those ideas where you could take the original story and make something bigger out of it, but we kind of missed the mark with the remake. It's a shame that that happens a lot, but uh, I think I think this one is solid. I, I love uh, my favorite scene in the whole movie. Uh, of course, again, we, we haven't we skipped it. We, you go through his childhood where he's raised in an orphanage. He sees, uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're doing, you know, the kids are all drawing pictures for, of, of Christmas time. And he drew this, and he's all proud of it, wants to hang it on the board. And it's like Santa Claus with his eyes X'd out and his head chopped off and a bunch of knives stabbed in his chest. And one of the reindeers got its head cut off. <laughs> he's gone hardcore, man. He gets in trouble at the school. Mother Superior tells him that he can't do that, you know. And, and he seems like, He's definitely got trauma because he saw his parents killed before his own eyes by Santa Claus on the side of the road. And him and his brother are now raised in the orphanage. And, you know, he's, he's a little unhinged. He's seen some bad stuff. So, And you get this one nun that, that works there that she's a little afraid of him, but at the same time she, she, she wants to look after him, right? She basically becomes the Dr. Loomis in this movie. 
I'm throwing that out there because this movie is just hey let's let's take let's take pretty much the whole Halloween movie but instead of it being in a sane asylum he's in an orphanage and you know when he uh, when he escapes but he didn't really escape in this movie right he, he gets reformed I guess and they bring him out in society and they send him to work at a toy store of all things that is going to have a big Christmas celebration and they ask him to dress up as Santa and, and you know have, be Santa for all the kids, which trigger part one. Uh, the other one is you're getting triggers of um, the night of Christmas Eve when the store is shutting down. They have a Christmas party there. He's got some co-workers that are kind of into each other, I guess, and they sneak off in the back room, which he's kind of got the hots for the girl. But he doesn't really care about his co-worker because he's kind of a douche. But... Uh, she runs off with him, and dude starts making advances on her, and basically is like gonna rape her. Well, that triggers him again because he's he sees his mom being kind of manhandled by Santa Claus, and this is where he snaps, right? So now he's in punish mode, which again goes back to his childhood at the orphanage, where he is just being a kid, and he walks by, hears some noise in the room, he looks in there, and one of the nuns is naked with this guy. I'm guessing it's one of the nuns. Maybe it's one of the kids, but they're awful big kids. Uh, so Mother Superior goes in there and just starts wailing on them with a belt. And then, you know, dude gets in trouble too because he was just peeking in there. I mean, you know, and she asked him, did you know what they were doing? Uh, I don't, I have no idea. I've never seen anything like that before. And he still gets whipped over it. But the nun tells him that, you know, punishment is a requirement. It's a necessity. You have to punish, right? So all that all runs out together. And when he sees this guy raping that girl in the back of the store, it all just hits him. So now he's dressed as Santa Claus, and it's time to punish. And uh, he starts with dude. And again, with the Michael Myers thing, out of nowhere. I mean, he, he's a young strapping dude. He gets hired because he's physically able to pick up boxes and stuff. He picks. He, he gets a roll of Christmas lights, wraps it around this dude's neck, and picks him up. He's got this superhuman Michael Myers strength all of a sudden to choke this dude out. And you're thinking, well, okay, dude's asking for it. He's, you know, taking out the bad guy. But he turns right around and kills the girl, too, because she's being naughty, right? Santa punishes the ones that are naughty. So there you go. And then it just becomes random. Uh... I don't know how he knows that Nania Quigley and this other dude is on a pool table getting naked. Have no idea. Doesn't matter. I think maybe it's the fact that he's walking by the house. Just happens to be doo-doo-doo. Walking by and Linnea Quigley decides that she needs to let the cat in. Insert your own joke there. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, she goes to call for the cat at the front door with no top on, topless, and, you know, crazy Santa just happens to see and goes, uh-oh, naughty, bust the door down, pick her up, and, you know, the, the infamous scene of sticking her on a set of antlers, right, they even did that in the remake as well, but, <clears throat> yeah, and it, and it works, it works, so, and then, of course, he takes care of the boyfriend, too, and then there's a little girl that, you know, again, hey, 
What if we have a babysitter that's being killed by this maniac? We've never heard of that before. Um, he, uh, <laughs> the little girl that's being babysat comes in and goes, Santa, and sees him, right? And he reaches in his pocket and asks the little girl if she's been good girl all year long, and she says yes, and she's all smiley, she's excited, and he said, are you sure? And he pulls out a box cutter, you know, the razor blade box cutters, and a utility knife for you that are that are not from the South. Uh, and, you know, he pulls it out, and you can tell the blade, it looks like it's got either rust or blood all over it. And And when he, he decides that she's been good, that's the gift he gives her. He just hands her the utility knife, and I love the look on her face because it's just like, gee, thanks, Santa. What is this crap? Right? It's awesome. Um, anywho, from there, you got uh, Dr. Nun Lewis, Loomis, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Nun Loomis running around trying to calculate his next move. And guess where he ends up? If if you were going to rip off Michael Myers and you wanted this to come to a, a big ending and he had trauma at this one place, where did Michael Myers go? <gasps> he went home. Well, our killer don't have a home, but where was he raised? That's right. This is all going to end back at the orphanage, right? So he's, he saddles up, makes his way there, and things happen from there. Not gonna ruin it in case you haven't seen this movie. But uh, it's got a pretty cool ending. It does. Kinda sets up a sequel. But I don't think it set up the sequel that we got. <laughs> uh, which I'm planning on talking about it just because. Right? It's pretty, uh, it's, it's almost more famous than this first one for a totally different reason, right? Uh, so there you go. I, I think this one actually holds up really well. I'd rather watch this one anytime over any of the sequels or even the remake, which I just recently watched to be on Podcast Under the Stairs with my good friend Duncan McLeish, who's been, man, I mean, he's my podcasting hero, man. The guy just, he's, I call him the machine. I mean, you think I crank out a lot of episodes? That guy, I don't, I mean, I, seriously insomnia the dude does not sleep he can't to put out as many shows as he does so if you don't listen to podcasts under the stairs you need to make that happen uh if you can understand scottish accent because <laughs> sorry duncan some some people from here from the south go i can't understand a word that boy's saying of course you probably can't understand what they're saying so there you go it is what it is anywho I recommend you check out Podcast Under the Stairs because it is one of the greatest shows ever invented. Um, and as far as this movie, I, I'm right down the middle with it, man. It's a three out of five for me. I think it rocks. I think it's a lot of fun to watch. There's nothing cooler than a Santa Claus popping out of somewhere and just saying, punish, and then you get an axe buried in somebody's chest. I, I just, it's just, it just works. It just works. And uh, it's a shame that we haven't been able to capitalize off of that like we should. You know, the only thing that we've been missing out of the series is taking Silent Night, Deadly Night to space. And uh, versus some of the other ones that we saw, probably wouldn't have been a bad idea. Especially that one with Mickey Rooney in it. 
Anywho, folks, that's it for this one. Hope you're having a great season's beatings. And uh, we will check you later. Dr. Boobie!